My interest really grew in 2014. I took a, I guess you would call it a holistic self-care course, but it was centered around plant medicine and it included foraging as part of the curriculum. And we went out into the forest every season. The class went, went met once a month. So every month we'd go out somewhere different and meet the plants. And it was so much fun. We would learn what to do with them and how to make herbal medicines and what they were good for. Mm-hmm. And I just fell in love with herbal medicine then and also foraging. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, it's me, Lacey. I'm super excited to be with you today. We have a little bit of a different interview going on. I am really excited. I recently saw Carolyn post in a group that she had made this foraging calendar and I was so super excited. I immediately bought it and then asked Carolyn if she would be on the call with me so that you guys could hear from her and learn about what she's created and potentially take advantage. I know that a lot of you are interested in foraging and getting, you know, back to roots and learning what the forests and and what plants we can eat and use for our own benefit. And I'm excited that Carolyn has made it so, so easy and simple. Um, Her company name is Wilder or Wonder and Wild and she is going to be sharing a little bit about what inspired her to create this calendar, uh, what motivates her, what she does. And um, I just can't wait. Um, And I can't wait to show you. I printed out a little bit of it and tell you more about this. So Carolyn, let's start at the beginning because that is a very good place to start, right? I always (laughs) love to hear about people and their history and sort of how they kind of came into their their love and their passion for whatever it is they do. And for you specifically with with nature and foraging, how did you come into it, come to be interested in in this and, you know, kind of how were you raised? All of those things. I'm curious. (laughs) Well, that's really the beginning. I mean, I've always been interested in plants and like to kind of nibble on things in the forest and find out what things were. But my interest really grew in 2014. I took a, I guess you would call it a holistic self-care course, but it was centered around plant medicine Mm -hmm. and it included foraging as part of the curriculum. And we went out into the forest Mm -hmm. every season. The class went, went, met once a month. So every month we'd go out somewhere different and meet the plants. And it was so much fun. We would learn what to do with them and how to make herbal medicines and what they were good for. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with herbal medicine then and also foraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Well, what a beautiful like connection to self sort of self-care in the woods. I mean, duh, right? But like, that seems too obvious and too simple. We're actually going to start a, a kids program. We've done some before, but this this first, let's see, January. And then in February, we're going to do a foraging thing with the kids. Mm. And I think of that as like education, but really it's teaching them how to connect and, and take care of themselves, which is self-care, right? And that's yeah. a beautiful kind of way to to frame it. We think of it as like extracurricular, but really it's a integral part of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And even it's just the going out into nature to right? forage. Yeah. Like even if you're hardly foraging anything or just having a couple <laughs> nibbles and not even making any 
anything, like just going and looking for them in nature is really medicine itself. Yes. I love that. Well, it's funny. I, I think I talked to somebody recently about this and one of the most intimate acts that we do is eat. And we often take for granted, you know, we just eat whatever's convenient, whatever's in the drawer, whatever's at the, you know, fast food restaurant or whatever. But when you go in the woods, it's this, this activity of like participation in nature and yeah. there's nothing more intimate than putting something in your mouth. Right. So you take nature and you say, I love you so much and thank you and put that in your mouth. What a neat, mm-hmm. um, a neat way to participate in nature. So, okay. You took this course. Have you done anything else with, with what you learned in that? I've been a hobby herbalist, I guess you could call it since I took that course, mm-hmm. but I've never, you know, done anything. This is the first time that I've started putting it out there and how I did that. I started making TikToks actually. And I got on TikTok and just started making one minute videos about plants that I found. And one of them took off. I had almost 40,000 views on one of my videos and got a lot of followers. And I know in, in TikTok, I'm still a very small account because TikTok tends to have like way more followers than other, you know, people have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers. So I'm still growing. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of shocked at the engagement there. Like there's a plant loving community that wanted to know more and that really fueled me on. So, oh, I love that. That's so like, I mean, you think of technology as kind of being separate from nature. It's almost like I'm afraid to sign up for another social media platform because I'm like, I would rather just garden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, wow, what a, what a neat way to connect with people. And yeah. I want to turn this into like education about TikTok, but can you describe for us what TikTok does? Cause I know a lot of people are familiar. A lot of people are not. What is TikTok exactly? It's a video platform mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Instagram, but videos instead of pictures, okay. but you just keep scrolling and the maximum video length is one minute. So it's one minute or less, and you just get fed video after video after video by the hour. <laughs> and <laughs> it learns what you like, though. Yeah. So okay. it you get more of the same, more of like what you interact with. Okay. So my feed is full of plants and foraging and farmers and all of that. You know, you yeah. can you can really find your community there. That is very neat. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So who would have thought, and I mean, a minute, you can learn a lot about a plant in a minute. Can you tell us what the one that, what, what was the one that was so popular about? It was about balsam fir. And basically all I did was I, I popped a bubble of the resin in the bark and tasted it and told people like, Hey, meet this plant. Like you get this crazy taste from this piece of bark and people loved it. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, what is neat. Thing. Well, I love it. Okay. So you might be talking me into TikTok. No, no promises, but maybe. <laughs> um, okay. So what is your favorite thing to forage? If you like, maybe we could go oh. season by season. If you go in the fall, what do you find that you really enjoy? Let's see. I mean, fall is amazing because there are so many different things. It's kind of where like beginning of harvesting fruit and seeds and roots, like all intersect. So there's tons to harvest in the fall. I mean, really harvesting berries is probably yeah. my favorite because they're, they're very available here in the wild. There's all kinds of berries. Yes. And you're in, in Canada. So I don't think we mentioned that, but yeah, yeah. So that might not be true in Florida, but 
you will have right. a blueberry season at some point, right? Okay, so Florida is like, you know, you can pick something any time of the year. So that's not fair. We can't compare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, what about winter? What would you go out and find right about now? I've been finding a surprising amount right now, actually. This is the first time that I've really gotten into winter foraging. Usually I've stuck to summer and fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went out yesterday, actually, and I have some things I can. Oh, show yay, you. how fun. This is uh, winter green. Yeah. Smells wonderful. If you break the leaves, they have that. And that berry is wintergreen as well, right? Yeah, which is really strange because they look, I mean, they're normal looking little red berries, but they also taste minty. So they're kind of crazy. Okay. And then I found juniper. Mm. Um, This is juniper berry. It's the flavoring of gin. Mm -hmm. And I was more just like taking little samples. Yeah. I love it. Um, and the other thing I found is bearberry or Yay. I have tried to plant it over there. I hope it goes. Yeah. And that's yeah. edible? It is edible. It's not very tasty though. I really just got some to try, but it's actually more like a survival food because the berries are quite hearty and they stay on the plant for a long time. Okay. Um, if nothing else has eaten it yet, you can find them late into the season. <laughs> Nobody likes it. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> Bears eat it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Just the bears. Okay. Well, that's really, really neat. Can you tell us some of the qualities that those, those berries particularly have? Uva ursi. I mean, the berries aren't really used medicinally. They are just kind of a survival food, Mm -hmm. but the leaves are used for urinary tract infections. Yeah. You recently had it in a tea actually. I I don't remember notice noticing the flavor of it as much as just reading that. Yeah. For urinary tract stuff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. And juniper berry? I'm not sure the medicinal properties of juniper berry. It's your I got it for flavoring. Actually. Yeah. But it smells amazing. So mm-hmm. there's that. I thought I would make a, a winter gin with some of the things that I've foraged. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> That sounds really nice. Okay. All right. Well, that is a very fun thing. I wish we could go on a hike with you through the woods. And I guess we can <laughs> if we sign up for TikTok. But yeah. Um, <laughs> So do you garden at all or what you do mostly is just kind of hunt and gather? I have a large garden, but it is mostly medicinal herbs that mm-hmm. tend to grow themselves. Right. So it might be kind of a stretch to say that I garden. No, that's garden. That's important. I think that's the structure actually. So I think you should, everyone should start there and then yeah. grow annuals kind of interspersed because yeah. it's always nice to look over and be like, well, my tomato's not working, but look at that rosemary bush. Yeah. I guess really what I do is kind of more like selective weeding. (laughs) There are so many medicinal herbs that grow in this area. I just kind of let the ones grow that I want. I love that's brilliant because I mean, less work is always the smartest path forward. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I want to show really quickly just what I have here, which is just the first, I ran out of black ink, so I couldn't print the whole thing and I'm going to have to go. I think I'm actually going to take it to the the office depot or something and have it printed on nicer paper. But this is December, which is obviously going to be the last month of the year. So if you don't like spoilers for your calendar, I'm sorry, but this is how my printer printed it. Printed this. Okay. I love that each month focuses on just one plant because I really think that it can get overwhelming when you're trying Mm -hmm. to learn foraging. You go out there with a foraging book and everything starts to look the same and it's hard to really internalize what it is that you can do with each plant. And when you spend a month looking at the image and reading the tips and really kind of focusing on one thing at a time, over the course of a year, you've learned 12 new things that, that you can really make a part of your regular 
life instead of just, you know, kind of too much at once is just too much at once. Right. Um, but I love the tips on here. They're very simple and straightforward. It's for, um, the, the species is balsam fir. And I mean, this is, I think, even though you're based out of Canada, I think most of the plants that you included are fairly widespread. I haven't looked through all of them, but yeah. Most of them are. Yeah. I, I don't know about as far south as like the south, like, yeah, right, right. As, you know, a whole different climate. Well, we have balsam fir, I want to say in this area oh, okay. or something very similar anyways. No, I've seen these, these cones before. So I'm pretty sure we have balsam fir. Um, I'm going to have to look though. So now I'm excited because I'm going to get more familiar because it can, you know, you can look at an evergreen and be like, Oh, evergreens. Right. But they are really very specific, have different things to offer. Um, Mm -hmm. and even if you don't have balsam fir specifically, your tip for this is pretty much, I think across the board, good for most evergreen, bring the forest into your home in the dark, this darkest month of the year, make garlands and wreaths with fir, pine and spruce. So there's even some more suggestions. And keep a pot simmering on the stove to make your house smell like the holidays, even adding cinnamon sticks or cloves or a few orange slices. And I think that's just a really nice, mm-hmm. simple way to enjoy what plants have to offer us and bring nature inside, especially in that darkest time of the year when, you know, it's cold. We don't want to be outside, right? Yeah. But nature still has a lot of things to offer us. So making it a part of our routine is really key and, and helpful. Yeah. But I love the straightforwardness of this. And I also noted that at the back of the calendar, it says that you're coming up with, you're creating a field guide. And yeah, it was exciting. I was just going to mention that um, this calendar was actually, the idea was born as kind of a pilot project mm-hmm. for that field guide. Cause I had that idea first. Mm-hmm. but that is a much bigger project undertaking for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, one thing that I do want to do is maybe an in-between is make a self-guided herb walk in a specific area. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to do that for, for this area, but um, like you mentioned, you know, it's nice to keep it simple and that having a, a normal field guide is kind of overwhelming because yeah. there's yeah. like a ton of plants and you're like, where do I find any of these? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do next is have a trail map of a specific area oh, and nice. a mini field guide that accompanies that I so that it. people around here can find that. Yeah. Those, a- they'll be guaranteed to find those plants. <laughs> I love that. That's really great. We've actually had a few of the parks around here haven't been foraging related, but they've been, you know, like look for this specific plant, you know, kind of a plant walk around. And I always think it gets the kids so excited, but I think adults yeah. do love these kinds of treasure hunts. And yeah. most adults wish they knew a little bit more about nature and have just never had the opportunity to learn. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I think that's a really good, a good tool and could be in a whole series of things for you. Yeah. <laughs> Now, something else that I want Carolyn to talk about just a little bit is the other side of her business, because she has some great tools to help others who are growing their businesses. I think we've already hit on creativity a little bit. You know, I like to teach people that there are four components to growing a successful business. You've got um, commitment. First of all, you got to stay committed to the, the project. And then the second thing is capability. And that means learning skills developing the skills you need to do whatever it is you want to do. Creativity means being willing to think outside the box and overcome obstacles and try new things and put your stamp on it. And then confidence is the last element. But what 
what I love about Carolyn is she's using that creativity. And then she also has tools that she offers to help business owners grow their businesses, maybe with the things that they're not as capable at doing, but you can a lot of times hire out those things. Carolyn, would you tell us a little bit about what you do? Obviously this is a side kind of passion project. What do you do to make a living? And what does that, that look like for you? I do web design and business setup for small online businesses. Mm-hmm. And your introduction was great because I've been starting blogs on my own. Mm-hmm. And so commitment is the big thing that I've been lacking over the past several years. I've had the competency and I've had the ideas, <laughs> but I've often, you know, started a brand, a business for myself only to get distracted by the next mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And I discovered a method for myself to put all of these ideas together and how to figure out like, well, what do I really want my brand to be? Mm-hmm. So I do web design and online business setup for a living now, but I'm also taking a coaching course in January where I'm going to move more into figuring out what is the business? How can you take your whole life and all of your different, if you're say multi-passionate, I don't know if you've heard right. that yeah. term, but it. <laughs> it's, it's quite the buzzword these days. And yeah, I, I really believe that we're not meant to spend nine to five doing one thing all day, every day. Mm. And so for me, I want to combine all of these things, mm-hmm. building an online business and helping other people build their online business that allows them the freedom to do all of the things that they love mm-hmm. and share those things online in a way that makes them an income. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I mean, diversify, but also kind of unify. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be coherent so that you can market it, but it can still showcase different facets of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we are, we talk a lot in farming about diversity and and the stability that comes from diversity and how Mm -hmm. um, the ecology is a very good example of there's not one plant that that does everything you have to have multiple different things and I think we're all more satisfied when we have a lot of little things kind of pieced together to make the whole so yeah I love that that's beautiful well cool Carolyn what tell everybody a few ways that they can kind of keep in touch with you and I know that the for the calendar it's simple you've got wonder and wilder.com if you want to purchase the calendar and it's actually a download so it's really easy to just grab it and then print it however you want to um, I think that that's such a smart way to distribute. What other ways can people stay in touch with you? Well, I'm at Wonder and Wilder on TikTok and on Instagram. And I'm also Carolyn Ann Starts in a few places. That's my other website where I do the online business stuff, carolynannstarts.com. And I also have an Instagram account there. Yeah. Good. Awesome. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what you do in the future. And Carolyn, thank you so much for joining on, us on the call and, and for, for sharing your wisdom. I think that people need to tap into nature more and more. And so what you're doing is really obviously striking a chord. So keep it up. Thank you.